0: Hey everyone, it's Cassie and this is Chrissy and welcome back to did you catch that with Cassie and Chrissy?
1: So week one is in the books for the NFL. Uh, Let's run down some of the more notable things that we saw. Uh, Tom Brady had his debut with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they went up against the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees and unfortunately lost 34 to 23.
0: Honestly, I love it. That I don't know how to explain it. I love Drew Brees, so I'm always rooting for Drew Brees, unless, you know, they're playing my Cowboys. I just love Drew Brees. However, Tom Brady, honestly, I was one of the people who thought, wow, I thought Tampa Bay might actually have a chance. He has Gronk with him, and everyone was just hyping it up so much Uh that when they lost, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, like popped a balloon of, like, optimism kind of thing like everyone thinks Tom Brady's a guarantee win you know
1: that's true this was his first multi-interception game in an opener since 2003 and um this was the first time he had two interceptions since week 16 in 2018 wow yeah (laughs) I don't think this is anything really to be worried about I just feel as though This is a new environment for Tom Brady. This isn't Belichick's Tom Brady. This is now Bruce Arians' Tom Brady. It's a new team, a new system, a new environment, and it's it's going to take some adjustment.
0: I was going to say that. I was going to say I feel like it's like nothing like not to like worry about kind of thing. Like I feel like no one has to jump the gun. I don't think it's like the end of the world. Like oh my gosh, Tom Brady lost. Like. Yeah, he's going to lose. I just think it is a new environment. It's a new everything. New stadium, new fans. The, his Patriots era, that was just so, like, that was such a routine for him eventually after all those years. And, obviously, you, have to, you need time to adjust. And the Saints are good. It's not like you played a horrible team. Like, the yeah. Saints are actually good. But now, <laughs> Bruce Arian's comments, Chrissy, I know you
1: have some things to say. Yeah, um, I agree with you though. Like, it's not like he was going up against the Dolphins. Like you were going up against New Orleans Saints. Like that's Drew Brees. That's Michael Thomas. That's not that's those aren't easy competitors. But yeah, uh, Bruce Arians said that Tom needed to show more grit and determination. And there's a lot of things about that comment. One, we're not used to. A coach speaking out so so boldly and in a like in a negative light about Tom Brady. Like we're used to Belichick, where he's a man of very few words, specifically about his players. So for Bruce to be so candid about how he felt about Tom's performance was kind of new. And um, it's only week one, so if I wasn't comparing how Brady. Responds to the different coaching styles before. I definitely am now.
0: Also, um, (laughs) uh, Rick Stroud, he's like a sports reporter and he covers like the Bucks and like Tampa Bay, like in Tampa Bay for like all those like magazines. Uh And he has like 35K on Twitter and he tweeted, I guess he heard this at a press conference or whatever. Bucs coach Bruce Arians on Tom Brady, and then he quoted what he said. He wrote, he looked like Tom Brady in practice all the time, so it's kind of unusual to see that in a ball game because they didn't do things that we didn't get ready for. Everything they did, we thought we were ready for. So to say, like, he looked like Tom Brady in practice, and then he's kind of implying he didn't look like Tom Brady on the field, but in fact, that is Tom Brady on the field.
1: I don't think Tom performed bad. It was the best performance but it wasn't bad so is he saying like was that shady
0: was he
1: I, th- I think honestly
0: that was the answer now what was asked someone could have asked do you feel like you could have prepared yourself better do you feel like you were prepared for the Saints defense because then he said it's nothing we didn't practice for like we knew what they were going to do that's what we practiced so maybe they were asking from that standpoint but then the quote was too good and then they just Posted what his response to the question, you know?
1: Yeah, because that's a hard quote to kind of decipher. nothing mm-hmm. anything. So you're right. It depends on what was asked of him.
0: Also though, I am pleasantly surprised with Tom Brady because he took the high road and when people asked him like what he thought about like all the comments, he said he Tom Brady said, He's the coach, I'm a player, we're just trying to win a game. Which I thought was like, wow, good job, Tom. But I mean Nothing to worry about. He's not going to win every game. I think Bucks fans are going to have like the high of like having Tom Brady just popped a little though. Yeah. Yeah. But one quarterback, (laughs) the new Patriots quarterback, Mm -hmm.
1: I think it's the uniform.
0: It must be the uniform because Cam Newton threw on the Patriots uniform and look
1: at him. Honestly, he had a great debut stepping into Tom's old position he had 75 rushing yards two touchdowns he set the Patriots QB rushing record and they beat the Dolphins 21 to 11.
0: I love it I I'm sorry I like the Patriots way better when Cam Newton is the quarterback it's a
1: perfect move like this it just looks good Mm -hmm. off the field having Cam as the quarterback
0: I also feel like it was kind of like a cultural shift in the whole entire franchise, if that makes sense. He had 155 passing yards, 75 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. I love Cam Newton, and I feel like last season, like the past couple seasons, Cam Newton, people started to feel like, oh, like talking a little trash about him. He's not the player he used to be. And then he kind of came out and just like did what he had to do in silence and just like prove everyone wrong sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I love it.
1: That's exactly what he did. I always think about you know that video of him in the training room, it's like a black and white video.
0: And Oh yes, I do.
1: <laughs> I'm coming back. Like this isn't don't count me out. Like um he wasn't saying that verbatim, but that's basically the gist of the video. Basically letting us know like it's not over yet. And for him to come out like this in week one, he proved that.
0: Exactly and not only that, but it's like he he came to the Patriots. obviously every NFL team you play for like it's a big deal but like the Patriots are just they get so much media attention. they're just a Patriots kind of like with the Cowboys and a couple other teams that for him to come on the Patriots taking over Tom Brady's spot after what Tom Brady has done for the Patriots mm-hmm. and then have a game like this I'm like, You go, Cam Newton. Like, I love him now. He is a new fan in me. I mean, I never didn't like him, but, like, now I'm actually, like, watching. Like, now I'm tuned in to Cam Newton.
1: Absolutely. And to see how he operates under Belichick's coaching, this is very, very um, pleasing to me (laughs) to watch. I
0: love it so much. I always think about, like, the what ifs, like, I remember when, like, the coaching change in Dallas happened last season and we weren't sure what coach they were going to get and then, obviously, Mike McCarthy. But everyone was talking about how Bill Belichick, like, met up with Jerry Jones once before he started coaching the Patriots and was like, give me a chance. Like, let me coach. Obviously, like, who was he? Like, that didn't happen. But I'm just like, just imagine. Like, can you imagine? I'm thinking about
1: it now. And honestly – Scenarios like that, you never really know, because Belichick, we know he's a great coach with, well, as time goes on, it'll be proven that he's a great coach without Tom Brady. I have no doubt that Belichick can do what he, Belichick can make any team a winning team. I personally believe that, even though we've seen his greatness with the Patriots, but just how he moves with his players, how he puts teams together I think he has that type of power, but that's just me assuming. So I don't know if he would have had the same effect with the Cowboys or with any other team. Like his, his strength as a coach could have possibly come from having to coach Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. The only thing is like the Cowboys, they literally they Jason Garrett era. And before that, like, they they wasted talent. Mm. They wasted talent like Demarcus Ware, Tony Romo. Ugh, Tony, I love like, Tony Romo. <laughs> oh my god, I love him. I mean, I like yeah, like Tony Romo is a man, and I'm glad like people are starting to realize once he became a reporter. But I, it's just like there was so much. The Cowboys have had so much
1: wasted talent over the years. It makes me sick. This is very true, and I'm not a Cowboys fan, but this is very very true
0: so much wasted talent and I don't want that to
1: happen to Dak to yeah, see actually happening in real time like the Cowboys I, aren't trash but they should be better than what they are right now and it's not the
0: players like I don't know what it is um I can tell you one thing watching them they didn't look too much different than Jason Garrett's Cowboys there were differences I was happier but overall I was happy with the defense overall you know there were some scenarios but we lost by three now the offensive pass interference that was called on Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. there it wasn't there everyone was roasting Jalen Ramsey okay there was no offensive pass interference the way that man flopped he should go he should win an Oscar (laughs) for acting Two Giants fans literally said to me that wasn't even an offensive pass interference. For a Giants fan, not one, but two Giants fans to tell me that, I always argue with these Giants fans. Even they were like, that was not an offensive pass interference. I tweeted about it. My cousin, huge Giants fan, he liked the tweet. That was just not a pass interference. It would have offensive pass interference on Amari Cooper. Not only would that have put us in the red zone, but way past field goal range. So we could have either tied the game. Mind you, there was under two minutes left in the game. We could have tied the game, or even if we would have scored, we would have taken the lead. Now, I don't like blaming it on officials because, like, he could have missed a field goal type of thing. But it's just frustrating that they didn't even get the opportunity and they got called an offensive pass interference when Dak Prescott threw such a good ball, too. It's just – refs really frustrate me
1: sometimes. I've been seeing that a lot, not just even – well, the NFL just came back, but i there was a pattern of that in the NBA bubble, just issues around refs, and now it's happening in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's just so frustrating. Like, remember, um, I think a couple seasons ago with the Saints, when they when they didn't call pass interference, and it was like a textbook definition of a pass interference, and it was Saints and Rams, I think, to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, and they didn't call pass interference on the Rams. And like, if you looked in a textbook and looked at pass interference, like it was the exact definition. And it, that's why, you know, they created all these rules after that play. But it's just so frustrating because how are you going to take a whole game or the potential of a whole game away from someone? It's Like, it's just not fair to me.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's not. And it's more frustrating for the fans because we have a different perspective than, than the refs on the field. And we're seeing it completely different, whether it's in real time or like footage being run back but
0: exactly and it's like why don't like they review it i feel like crucial calls like that where it can dictate the game i understand if it's like a holding yeah you're not going to review that things like that but like if it's a crucial play that's going to dictate a game or have the power to dictate the game i think they should review it automatically mm-hmm I'm going off on a tangent right now
1: because I'm frustrated. Oh my God, I mean it's only week one though. It's only week one. Oh, it's only week one, but they just—I didn't see um, that.
0: I mean, we're in the NFC East too, which leaves me very optimistic. It's oh, the NFC East is not hard to win, but I just didn't see that yeah. much of it. It isn't. It's like the garbage division, true. like eight and eight. You can be eight and eight and win the division. Other teams are like twelve and four and don't even make the wild card.
1: Yeah. That's very, very true. The NFC East, I think it's the easiest division for sure.
0: It's embarrassing. It used to be so good too. Not when I was alive, but like years back, like it used to be so good. And I'm like, must be nice. But I just didn't see a big enough change in the Cowboys that I was expecting at least. And then, you know, my Bucks choked again, but I'm happy for the heat. It's whatever. I hope they go on. I really hope they go on to the finals. I can tell you that much.
1: Well, speaking of choked, Kawhi Leonard, and I feel that with a heavy heart. I, I can kidding. hear it in your voice, Chrissy. I can hear it in your voice. I have so many thoughts. Let me, let me just, first of all, first of all. Let's hear them. This is the third time in Doc Rivers' career that his team has blown a 3-1 to lead in the playoffs, and he's the only coach to do so. That in itself makes me sad, because I'm a Doc Rivers stan since like the Celtics days.
0: I like Doc Rivers too.
1: He's a fantastic coach. So to have these stats behind his name makes me sad for him. Also, this is the the Nuggets are the first team ever to overcome two, three to one deficits in a single postseason. They have taken out. The Clippers, that are stacked with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly, and even Lou Williams. He is a sixth man, but still, we know what Lou can do. Yeah, he's a big name. So this is kind of, like, miraculous to me that the Nuggets were able to do this back-to-back. But back to Kawhi. Um, They lost. Okay, so the Nuggets sent the Clippers home 104-89. to That's a 15-point deficit. Neither Kawhi, Paul George, or Pat Beverly even scored 15 points the entire game. Kawhi only had 14 points, Paul only had 10, and Pat only had 10. And Kawhi only shot one for 11 in the second half. Like these, like, the more I see these stats, the more it stresses me out, because it doesn't make any sense. You know, there was so much hype with Kawhi coming to L.A., There were even debates about, oh, who's the real L.A. team? Like, is it the Lakers or the Clippers? I mean, people were, like, hyping this up too much. Honestly, it's kind of disrespectful to LeBron, if we're being honest. (laughs) But, you know, he was coming off of a a championship, and he's a great defensive player, and he was going to a huge – his hometown, you know. It was a big thing. And for the Clippers to go out like this, this is before y'all even met up with the Lakers, before y'all could even go up against the Lakers in a series, like, for y'all to choke like this, I'm, like, I'm mind-blown.
0: One thing, okay, well, actually, let me just read this stat real quick, and then I want to talk about Kawhi, because I feel so bad for him. I'm such a Kawhi stan, I'm laughing, but I feel bad. I love Kawhi he's so intriguing to me like the man does not speak (laughs) the man does not talk but he's so captivating at all at all but it's so captivating to me at least okay so Kawhi Leonard Paul George Lou Williams and Marcus Morris combined for less points than Jamal
1: Murray in game seven or just like um average of the series in general no in game seven
0: wow yeah so that's why they lost however the one thing I feel I don't agree with, like, Kawhi's getting a lot of slander. He, As he should, like, he didn't play as up to par. Like, he has a certain leadership, but like, he has to, like, live up to it in a way. However, I feel like now everyone's discounting his whole entire career. Like, I'm seeing tweets, and they're literally... Discrediting this man's whole entire career, which I don't agree with.
1: We can't sit here and say he's not a great player. He is. It's just his performance. And it's not just him. Him, Paul George, him and Paul George in particular. Mm hmm. Because Paul George is a star as well in the league.
0: And they knew it too. They should, there's a, like when they would always show them, like sitting down, like during the game, you could see it on their faces. They're just like, they were mind blown too, but. It's just, I understand, like, he deserves criticism, but to discredit everything he's done, you cannot forget, like, Kawhi is a great player. That's my one issue with it, Mm -hmm. but people are going to, when you're a star like that and you are one of the bigger players, you're always going to get hate, even if you win. That's just how it is, but some of these tweets are brutal. I would not want to be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I would actually not even want to be Doc Rivers right now on social media.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think that specifically this season that Kawhi maybe got too much credit? I don't even know if it's like
0: too much credit in a sense. I feel like just him, he was so hyped up in a way that everyone like believed the hype to an extreme. Like he was being compared to LeBron in a sense. And, you know, the whole L.A. L.A. thing that I think everyone started to believe it in a way. And then it all came crumbling down. But I mean, he is Kawhi Leonard. I think they just choked simply like look at Giannis, the bucks They choked, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much of like too much credit. I think he didn't live up to his expectations and he choked. But I still think he's a great player.
1: And it's not like he was being super obnoxious about his playing style he didn't do anything it was it was the people it was us that kind of set that bar
0: that's what I'm saying because he's a very low-key guy too I mean has he turned into memes over the years yeah for sure (laughs) but overall I think when Kawhi was like I'm coming to the Clippers a team like the Clippers who you don't really hear much about then everyone just started hyping it up and then you have LeBron on the other LA team I think it was more so like the fans and everyone hyping him up and then the announcers I just everyone involved started to believe it not that they shouldn't he's a great player but I just think he didn't live up to the expectations this season there's always next season I think honestly this is gonna help him I would be super motivated if I were him because next season comes around and he wants to shut everyone up Mm
1: Mhm. they all have a lot to prove like I mean How long? I think Doc Rivers has been with the Clippers, what, seven years? I could be wrong, but I think it's around five to seven years. Yeah, around there. They have a lot of work to do.
0: What do you think about the Kawhi thing? Do you think that he gets too much credit or it was like the hype thing?
1: I think he only got too much credit because we knew he was going up against LeBron.
0: Mm, Okay, that
1: makes sense. The Clippers and the Lakers, Mm -hmm. that conversation is inevitable. You can't avoid it. If you're going to go to LA, it's going to happen. And then he had just won a championship. And it wasn't his first. He's two-time MVP, two-time NBA champ. Yeah. And I know, like, me, along with, like, almost everybody else, we were prepared to watch Kawhi and LeBron go head-to-head in the Western Conference Finals. So... I mean, I don't think the hype is unjustified because, like we said, Kawhi is a fantastic player. He's a, We can't take that away from him. But <laughs> maybe it was a little little too much hype. One thing I noticed, though,
0: I feel like people, like, it's all social media. Social media is, is honestly, like, one of the best and worst things to happen to this generation. It's such a toxic place also. I feel like social media picks what players they want to hate on and what players they don't Mm -hmm. because the Warriors when they started sinking they didn't get I mean there definitely was like hate but not like I'm seeing Kawhi like if you search Kawhi Leonard on the Twitter search bar right now this man's whole career is being put into question oh yeah and I'm just like oh how about we don't I feel bad for him and I'm not even a fan like of the Clippers, anything close to it. I just feel bad because I don't agree with it. And I think he's just the
1: the person of the
0: week that everyone's going to hate on. Absolutely. But, I mean,
1: like, every other day people – it's like one day people love Ben Simmons and the next they hate him.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why you, you have to take – as a player, you have to take what the outsiders are saying with a grain of salt, but, like, you also have to realize, like, no, you do need to play better and you do need to improve. Mm-hmm. But speaking of NBA, who do you think we're going to see in the finals? Or who do you want to see in the finals, should I say?
1: Okay, boom. Let me let me break this down. Because I told you mine. <laughs> I'll say it after. But I just want to hear yours. Okay, so I think that between the Nuggets and the Lakers, the Lakers are going to win in six games. I mean, I think that's ob- well, not obvious. You never know with these Nuggets. But I think we're all preparing for the Lakers to be in the finals. In terms of the East, I'm – okay, I'm embarrassed to say this because I'm not a Boston sports fan. But I I was rooting for the Celtics only because I'm a Jason Tatum fan and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Like, I like all of them. However, the Heat has really stunned all of us, and I think they deserve to make it to the finals. So I would like to see the Lakers and the Heat, and I think the Lakers are – Gonna win the chip
0: this year. Okay, now who do I want and who do I think? Two completely different stories here. <laughs> who I want, my perfect finals would be the Heat and the Nuggets. And I'll tell you why because it's so unexpected. And I would love it. Like, that would honestly be one of the most entertaining finals. That I've seen, honestly, I think the Lakers essentially, I feel like you can't like you can't say that the Nuggets are going to take like you have to say the Lakers, even though the Nuggets have been winning, it doesn't matter. Like, I think the Lakers are going to make it, but everyone's expecting that in a sense. And you see with the Celtics, I don't even know. I feel like the Celtics and Heat, it's give or take. Like, I could see the Celtics taking it, but I could see the Heat taking it 1000%. Yeah. So that one I'm not too sure. Like the Lakers, Nuggets series, yeah. Um I'm very optimistic. Like as much as I want the Nuggets, I can't go and disrespect the Lakers like that. But could you imagine the Heat and the Nuggets?
1: That would be really because they're they're both teams that no one was expecting to be in the finals, especially no, honestly, I can't even like put them against each other. Like I think they're equally unexpected. That's what I'm saying.
0: They are equally unexpected. And I just, like, I feel like that would genuinely be a good series. Like, I feel like the Lakers, if once, if and when they do make the finals, they're taking it and running with it. Mm-hmm. Whoever they're up against, I don't think it matters. I think maybe five games. Or six, maybe. But I think the Lakers are going to win it like that in a snap. Now, I feel like if you had the Nuggets and Heat, like, the matchup,
1: that would be such a good matchup. Nuggets and Heat. I think I'm taking the Nuggets. I don't even know. I probably said the Heat like two minutes ago. But right now, i is saying the Nuggets. That's see, just off of like Jokic.
0: Yeah, and I love Jamal Murray.
1: Yeah.
0: But Miami Heat has my boy.
1: Oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler. Do you know who that is?
0: <laughs> yes. I love him so much. Like I would love to see him in the finals. Well, I think essentially win a final. I would love to see it because the Heat has a better chance of making the finals than the Nuggets do. But yes, the do. Heat has like they have Bam, Jimmy Butler. I, I would that would be such a good matchup. Come on.
1: Okay, let me ask you this: If it was the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals, obviously the Lakers will win. But how many games do you think? They would make it, too. Or do you think they would get swept? That's boring, though, if they got swept.
0: I think f- five. Yeah. Five. I agree. Five. And then I think, okay, yeah, five for sure. I think if it was, like, Heat and Lakers, five, two. If it was Nuggets and Heat – now I'm getting mixed up with all these teams. I'm like <laughs> – Like, like there are like brackets in my head going. If it was like Nuggets and he, Game Seven, baby.
1: Nuggets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Celtics. Celtics and oh, what if it was the Celtics and the
1: Nuggets? Celtics and Nuggets, Jamal Murray and Jason Tatum. Mmm. That would be good too. That would be a great series. Oh. Oh my god! I'm going for the Nuggets. Oh you heard it here. Let's go, Denver, baby. <laughs> that would be a really good series. Who would I take?
0: Mm. That that would go down to the. I think that would go down to like game six or seven
1: too. Yeah, I think it would go down game seven, and I, I, I take the Nuggets. nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Nuggets for sure with that one.
0: No, me too. Oh, this is so exciting. I mean, I wish my Bucks were in the talks. <laughs>
1: I'm over here like, yeah, there's no way my sixers are go.
0: <laughs> Okay, one thing now that I brought up the Bucks, I don't even know what to like think about them playoff wise because when I first became a fan, they won 15 games the first season. So like wow. But The past seasons have been such an improvement for me, and they've been making the playoffs, obviously. They're contenders every year, but they really do keep choking in the playoffs. So as, like, last year and the year before, like, I mean, this year and the year before, like, as they choke more and more, like, every year, like, next season, I'm not going to be as optimistic. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, until they make the finals, like, my optimism is going to dwindle down. Kind of like how it is for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. that one day one of my teams is just gonna have to shock me, like genuinely. If one of my teams ever wins any form of championship, call nine one one because I'm gonna go into cardiac arrest.
1: <laughs> I will. I'm gonna be honest with you. Every like NBA fan that I talk to, and I bring up Giannis, like in light of you. They all say he's trash, and I think that's harsh to say that Giannis is trash. But I and I won't even tell them like your stance on the Bucks. They'll just be like, "Oh my God, Giannis is trash." Okay, like, really, there's things you have to take into account. That's he cool. plays Are you for. Talking about regular season Giannis or playoff Giannis. Every Giannis. Yeah, they say it in general, like
0: in general. Take this into account, right? He. Gets drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Uh-huh. Garbage franchise. I love them. But they were garbage. He builds up the franchise. They literally have Pfizer for because of him. They call it the Yanis effect in Milwaukee. Business is booming. Restaurants are opening. Stores are opening. Yannis creates this team. It's Why did the Bucks become contenders? Because of Yanis. Yeah. Yannis is... To say that he's garbage... I would reply to them, you just don't know what you're talking about because he's in Milwaukee. Imagine Yanis was in a huge market. Look at how the Milwaukee Bucks were able to develop him. And that is exactly why Yanis is not leaving Milwaukee. They've grown this team together. Like Yanis was there when they built it from essentially from nothing to now. It's like crazy. Like the Bucks fandom, the everything about that franchise, it's insane now. It's because of Yanis. He's a great player. He's an all-star for a reason. No way is he garbage at all. I think I think people just love to hate on the best players. There's, like, you cannot say that man is garbage. It's just not fair. Like, there's no weight to it. Like, you can't back it up that he's garbage. I understand that he chokes, but also who does he have? Chris Middleton? Yeah, Chris Middleton's the second best player, but is he even that great of a player, you know? Ooh. He is, but he's not, like, that player for him. Like, Giannis is essentially doing this all on his own. Uh mm-hmm.
1: And we've we've had these conversations before, like.
0: Oh yeah, we always talk about this.
1: I don't think he's trash at all. Um, I mean, I'm not like a Yannis stan, but I can't dog him. I don't think he's a horrible player. But the way that you you go hard for Yanni's, I feel like that's gonna be me by next season for Jokic. Like, <laughs> I actually I had a debate with someone like two days ago about who the best centers in the NBA were. And my list wasn't solidified. We were just going down, you know, some of the centers, like who's better than who, whatever. And obviously I'm biased because, you know, Sixers, Embiid. But the person that I was talking to, he was just naming a bunch of people ahead of Embiid. And one of the guys he listed ahead of him was Jokic. I wasn't arguing that Jokic isn't better. I wasn't saying that at all. But it just so happened that was a Christina of Game Seven. Christina,
0: yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Sports Center just reported Yanni's has won his second consecutive MVP. Are you serious? <gasps> yes, yes, yes! Back to back MVP for my Yanni's. Yanni's Antetokounmpo, MVP back to back. Sorry to interrupt. I'm so sorry to interrupt.
1: <laughs>
0: I just Christina. Christina, that is my player. Oh, Sagapo, Yannis. Sagapo. That means I love you in Greek. <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry, my jaw hurts from
1: smiling. Further proof that Yanis is not trash. What do you what's your opinion
0: on Yanis being named
1: MVP? Um this isn't really shocking to me. It just so happens that the timing of this news coming out after we just had a conversation about if he's trash or not is pretty great.
0: The, the thing is, I think it was Sports Center, um like it was leaked. By guess who? Who? Guess. Well it wasn't leaked. It was reported before it was supposed to come out at 2 p.m.
1: Um, Adrian. Was it a watch? Yes. It's always
0: him. <laughs> and he won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, people
1: are saying that LeBron was robbed. But people were saying this was going to... I can't remember who it was specifically. The so only Scott thing with that... Do you remember Scott the, said it?
0: Do you know what um, saves Yannis? They don't take into account playoffs when MVP, M- MVP talks. Because people are kind of blinded by
1: what happened.
0: I think by tonight, Yannis is gonna get so much hate. But you have to remember, they don't take into account playoff performances.
1: Yeah. It's just not a good look, like that they got eliminated. But yeah, for sure.
0: I'm so happy right now. What what
1: what do you have to say? Congratulations, Yannis. <laughs> Christina, Chrissy, come on. <laughs> no, I. I'm not really a Bucks fan. I'm not really a Giannis stan. However, you can't take that away from the. Play. I think I think he's earned it.
0: Oh yeah, well, for sure.
1: I mean, I don't know. Kind of My dogs
0: are barking in solidarity and support for Giannis and all the slander <laughs> he's about to get.
1: I mean, congratulations. I guess I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: I think it's just perspective. The way I look at it is he leads his team. He carries the team on his back. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm always going to defend him. I, I can say I did not think he was going to win MVP at all.
1: Once I saw Scottie Pippen's comments, I was like, yeah, I think. Really? Yeah.
0: I totally didn't think, I thought LeBron had it, to be honest. I also thought people felt pressure to make LeBron MVP, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They said, no, we don't care what you think. Well, okay.
1: But yeah, um, before that breaking news came in, I was saying, like, I wasn't arguing with the guy that – like, I wasn't debating him that Jokic was better than Embiid, but Game 7 really showed me, like, okay, wait, hold on. He is really not to be played with. I mean, the whole series in general, his playoff performance – in general, was proof of that, but Game 7 really solidified it. Like, he he recorded a triple-double. He had 16 points, 13 assists, and 22 rebounds, and that's the most by a Nuggets player in an NBA playoff game. So I'm really excited to see the Nuggets and the Lakers go head-to-head. I think it's going to be exciting to see who they put up against Jokic. I think him... And Anthony Davis on the court will be really fun to watch. And honestly, no matter what happens with the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, um, I think that they've really proven themselves as serious competitors in the West. And, like, you really can't sleep on them.
0: You cannot at all. I remember it was two years. No, actually, last May. And I actually got into an argument. I was online at Checkers in Miami. <laughs> and I was wearing my Yanis jersey, and this kid started to argue with me. And I was like, you're not about to argue with me about Yanis. I was like, you just wait to see what happens. Like, they're going to make the finals. Obviously, we know what happened. They lost four in a row to the Raptors. But he was saying how, like, they're the Bucks are trash, just and that. Like, he just didn't know what he was talking about. And then I said, and do you know what other team? The Nuggets. I was like, the Denver Nuggets in the next couple of years are going to be serious contenders. And he was like, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And then my friend was like, calm down, Cass. Like, you don't even know this person. (laughs) But now (laughs) I was like arguing with him. And I'm like, no, you know, I just get passionate, loud, talk fast. You guys know the deal. But I was saying that the Nuggets, I I love when teams like from smaller markets come onto the scene. and like, no, I'm here. So I think it's exciting. It really is.
1: I'm definitely excited to see what happens with this series and what happens next season, especially in the West,
0: yeah, exactly. oh, I'm so excited he I feel like the West is more exciting than the East.
1: Oh, it always has been in my opinion. yeah <laughs> so we will see. thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode five of did you catch that with Cassie and Chrissy? make sure you're following us on social media at d y c t podcast again that's d y CT podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast here on Spotify and you'll hear from us next week.